Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades, finding their customers the right insurance. Auto, home, life, business. In other words, the insurance level you need so that you're covered, but also working hard to find you the best price. Maybe sometimes that's bundling insurance, whatever it may be. They are great people, just great to be around, who are just fabulous professionals. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Great deals to be had. Fall's a great time to buy. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day... The Saints may not have won, but Alvin Kamara was brilliant last night. Breeze with deep cover, comes back Kamara. Made a man miss. Alvin Kamara across midfield, still on his feet. Kamara's got a bunch of room and some blockers. Finally a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. Mike Tirico with a call on NBC last night. Packers, though, ended up winning the game. Green Bay is now 3-0. The Saints are 1-2. The Eagles are 0-2-1. All right, so... What? We'll slip that in there. Thank you for the reminder. By the way, has the suit mentioned to you the Steelers are 3-0? He has not, but he's wearing his Steelers mask with pride today. Can I just... I think it's important to be positive. I feel like him wearing a mask has so dramatically improved his looks. I think he it's a great but <laughs> what? You know what? He actually might agree with you on that statement. I mean, it, you know, I I'm trying to be positive here. I I think the pandemic's helped certain people. He might be one. All right. <laughs> so let's go down to Atlanta. Let me tell you something. Um, the opening weekend of the season, there are 32 NFL radio play-by-play jobs, 32 of them. Mark Vandermeer of the Texans and Mike Conti, who filled in for West Durham on the Falcons. You know what that means? Two of the 32 guys began their radio careers in State College. How about that? 
And with that, and Mike did an awesome job filling in for West Durham. An awesome job, Mike. Welcome. Great to have you with us. Well, Steve, thank you, and and thanks for your continued mentorship over really the last two decades. Oh. <laughs> I mean that sincerely. There's there's uh, a, a much younger than me. There's a crop of play by play announcers that are settling into new jobs and and evolving in their jobs, and, and they have you to thank as well. Uh, there's quite a class of young play-by-play men coming out of Penn State, and women, too, coming out of Penn State that um, owe a lot of their success to you. I don't know about that, but I think it's like they've got their own talent, but it's kind of you to say. So <laughs> let so now let's get to the, the team. They ought to be among the, among the most frustrating teams to ever the, the first three weeks of the season, Mike, they're right there, and they cannot yeah. close any deals. It, yeah, it, it's really, really crazy. Uh, and I actually think they played well against Seattle, which is the game they lost by two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, it, you don't know what to say um, because you, you can look at so many different factors that cause you to win and lose an NFL game. And ultimately – it generally comes down to a small handful of plays, right? And and unfortunately for the Falcons, the last two weeks at Dallas and then again yesterday against Chicago, um, it, it's eerily reminiscent of what happened in Super Bowl 51 where, you know, one little thing goes wrong and then you compound the mistake maybe with a play-calling error and then you compound that mistake with an execution error and then maybe something totally goofy happens like uh, – you know, no one reacts to an onside kick, and you let the opposing team fall on that. Uh, and and you can't just boil it down to one thing. I think here in Atlanta, it's been very easy for people to just blame the coaching staff, blame it on the coaches. It's all play calling. <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of it, and that absolutely is part of it, and that should not be absolved. But the players have to execute as well. And I think why the Falcons are so frustrated right now is the work that they put in in Dallas – uh, came with a lot of guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, leaving through the game with injury. And yet you're still kind of just hanging on, just hanging on. And, and you hope that the substitutes that you have in the game defensively are going to be just enough. And, and you feel like you should have gotten there. And then again yesterday, so many guys out on both sides of the ball, including Julio Jones. And you build this 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. You're, you're up by 16 with under seven minutes to play. And you feel like, man, we've worked this hard with with a group that is not even close to our first-choice lineup. And then it kind of gets snatched away from you at the end. And uh, I I know it's incredibly frustrating for the players. I can only imagine how sick Dan Quinn must feel about it. But this is where you are right now. Unfortunately, you're 0-3. And uh, it's led to a lot of very valid questions being asked around Atlanta today. I realize that he is not a top-five quarterback. was the guest on the Penn State Coaches Show Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Naturally, of course, I had to bring it up as a teaching moment. Uh, and, of course, yeah, it's a teaching moment, all right. Then I watched Will Lutz last night try the same thing, and it only went eight and a half yards and went out of bounds. Right, right. You know darn well they've been taught what to do on that thing. In the end, I know nobody threw anybody under the bus, but that had to be just galling for the coaching staff to see that. Oh, without question. And it's funny. It's almost become the Zapruder film down here (laughs) where you'll watch it over and over and over. And when that ball is struck, you hear someone very loudly on one of the, the parabolic field microphones scream, 
don't, as if to say don't touch it. And I've been asking a bunch of former players, Falcons, some who have played for other teams in the NFL, okay, what's the instruction if you're on the field and in the heat of the moment you believe that kick is not going to go 10 yards? And I don't know what Joe told you on, on Thursday, but what guys who have played in this league, like Hugh Douglas, Randy McMichael, guys who have played in the NFL, they've told me that even though they weren't necessarily on hands teams, they've been in those meetings, and the instruction is you get on the ball as soon as it's in your area no matter what, yep. if you think it's going 10 yards or not. Yep. So obviously there was some kind of miscommunication, and in that moment you had five guys in Atlanta jerseys around the ball, and, and they just kind of choked. And it stinks because, again, it, it immediately becomes a referendum on the special teams coach. Yep. It immediately becomes a referendum on the head coach. Yep. And that's not necessarily fair. <laughs> the, the, no. the players have to do what they're instructed to do. No, that's what I've, I've often said. You know, it's, I'm a big believer in execution. And a lot yeah. of people who listen to the show believe in my execution. Uh, all right, so, <laughs> so so where to from here? And is this the kind of t- well, I have to find out. But is it your gut feeling, Mike, that if they win a game, right, then it changes because they're obviously close. Yeah, I, I do think that, Steve. I just don't know what kind of faith I have in them going up to Lambeau Field a week from tonight winning. That's their next game. After that, their schedule does get remarkably more manageable. You're going to play Carolina twice. Now, Carolina did win against the Chargers yesterday, but they won't have Christian McCaffrey in at least one of those games. You're going to play Denver coming up. They're winless. You're going to play Minnesota. They're struggling. Detroit is struggling. So it it only kind of takes one but I think there are some genuine questions if Dan Quinn's going to make it to Monday, this coming Monday. Yeah. Um, nothing's happened yet. But the reality is, Steve, he's blown five leads of 16 or more points yeah. in the last five years. Um, at six leads of 14 or more points over the last five years. Fans are angry. And Arthur Blank, the Atlanta Falcons owner, is trying to convince these fans that it's safe enough to return to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to watch a game in person as opposed to the comfort of their own living room. And fans are demanding accountability. Arthur is not one to make decisions to appease fans at the heat of the moment, but you're hearing some external chatter today in Atlanta that I don't remember hearing even after the 28-3 Super Bowl disaster. So it's going to be, I think, a very interesting next 24 hours. Yeah, I wish he'd been quicker over the years on sales at Home Depot, but that's okay. That's a different topic. That's just personal. Uh, uh, can I, I want to ask you one quick Braves question. They've got the Reds, sure. Reds in the opening round here. Uh, it yeah. looked like the Braves played a lot better down the stretch. I mean, they didn't really play any of their key guys very often against the Red Sox over the weekend. Right. But what do you think about the Braves in this uh, in this playoff scenario? Um, coming up here. Can they make a deep run with this? Uh, They're going to have to outscore everyone because their pitching staff has just been torn apart by injuries. You are going to have Max Reed available on Wednesday. That's good news. He tweaked his ankle in his final start. There was a little bit of concern about that. I think Freed has a very legitimate case at a Cy Young Award this year. So, you know, in a best of three, you get Freed and then the young guy Ian Anderson in game two, he's pitched okay. Cincinnati's hot. I acknowledge that. But I think the Braves 
feel like they can get through a best of three. Once you get into a best of five and a best of seven, you're just going to need Acuna yeah. and Ozuna. It's just going to have to be, you know, eight to ten runs, you hope, and you kind of hold on and try to get the game into your bullpen, which has been very good. It's just the starting pitching that has been suspect. Man, so, yeah. hey, Bra- Braves haven't won a postseason series, Stephen, 19 years. I know. Uh, so people are antsy here. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, no, there's no question they're, they're, they're antsy about it. And, but if they get Trevor Bauer in game one, if they get him, that changes the confidence level on the Cincinnati side because you feel like you threw your best guy out there and couldn't win. Exactly. I think yeah, that, that, exactly right. Yeah, that means a lot. And then they've got Cubs who have been slumping and the Marlins who sometimes lose by 20, sometimes win by one. Uh, so <laughs> the, Marlins, the Marlins in one month lost five games by 20, 15, 14, 12, and 10 runs and made the playoffs. You know, the Braves and Marlins have developed a rivalry that's very much akin to those old Pirates-Phillies rivalries of the late 70s, early 80s. It's become a decent rivalry, almost to the point where you throw out all analytics and all records when those teams meet, if it gets to that point in an NLCS, and I'm not sure if it will. We'll find out. Hey, Mike, always a pleasure. Appreciate it very much. And again, great job on the opener with Seattle, and uh, many more to you. Well, I owe a lot of that to you, Steve, and that was a one-time. It was a one-time because Wes Durham's back. Mike does the pregame, postgame for the Falcons. Um, We're going to go, and you know, I'm going to get Wes on the show here at some point. Wes and I go back. Jeez, I don't know. Wes and I may go back 25, 30 years, something like that. So. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Matt did not want to do the show today. No, I always bring my A game for the show. You you didn't want to be here today. I mean, you had to sit there and you had to talk about what's turning into an absolute clown show. Well, yeah, that's true. The one thing, the one silver lining, if you can call it that, I will say, Steve, with all this, yes, I found something, is at least the coaching staff is honest. I mean, Jim Schwartz obviously showed his honesty last week. Doug P showed his honesty today with kind of mm-hmm. going back on his decision to punt the, the football with 19 seconds left in overtime. That's pretty much the only thing you can do with how bad the team's been on the field is at least be honest with your fan base. Say, hey, you know what? I goofed up. I screwed up. I would have done it differently. Well, this segment was near perfection, so there's no reason for you to say that. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Fall is here. And just like the leaves, prices are falling on new Kias at Sunbury Motors Kia. is the best time to get into Sunbury Motors Kia. While others don't have what you're looking for, SMC comes through. 2020 Kia Serenos are up to $6,475 off. Save over four grand on 2020 Kia Sportages and drive away in a 2020 Kia Soul for as low as $17,990. When you stop by, all prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Celebrate Fall in 
a new Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Savings include all applicable discounts and rebates through KMF, including Sunbury Motors Kia discounts. Warranty is limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. Leaving the booth after the Shikolami Milton game, the suit had this on his iPod and was moonwalking to the door. I can see that. And unfortunately, so did the police. All right, so <laughs> what's he doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Tonight, by the way, Chiefs and Ravens. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. The... uh, That should be actually a really good game tonight. It's opposite the Stanley Cup final tonight. Stars and Lightning with Tampa Bay up three games to two. Corey Perry scored in overtime. I watched that Saturday. To be honest with you, the Saturday afternoon college football games were actually, I thought, very good. But Saturday night, there was nothing to watch. So I watched the Stanley Cup. Um. Josh Allen is uh, off to a great start this season. Took a long time to get to this point. I mean, I know it's only a couple of years, but he is—he has a big arm and he moves well to begin with, but now he's showing a little bit of you-know-what at heart that you need to win some games. They're 3-0. and and he certainly has been able to figure out Stefan Diggs right away. Um, the COVID-19 tests. Let me give two, two cases here. Uh, Syracuse. Syracuse had to put out a tweet at 12.09 on Saturday that said, Out of an abundance of caution, Syracuse University is temporarily delaying kickoff to confirm negative COVID-19 test results. Uh, They ended up delaying the game for 30 minutes and then played and beat Georgia Tech. Then there was Georgia State and Charlotte. They should have played Saturday. Remember early in the NFL preseason, they said there were 77 positive cases in the NFL, and they came back and said, whoa, nope, 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 nope. That's a problem with the lab. New lab was doing it. Lab got it wrong. Georgia State went through the same thing. They had 17 different people. I think five of them were players. 17 different people test positive on Thursday. They then redid the test on Friday and found that the entire team was negative. So then they redid the test again from Thursday on late Friday, 
And those were negative two, but at that point, they'd already canceled the game. They should have been able to play. They actually had no positive tests. None. With rapid testing and the results back in 15 minutes, you can test somebody that day and then come back like three, four hours later and say, look, let's just do this again. Let's just make sure we got this right here. Rapid to, by the way, daily testing for Penn State football begins Wednesday. Daily testing for Penn State begins Wednesday. And they get into full pads for the first time on Wednesday. So they're finally going to make that transition. Through all of this, through the walkthrough, the first preseason, and skill instruction, now into the, what they call preseason two, not one time has Penn State had the full pads on. They'll be able to do that for the first time on Wednesday. Last but not least, Major League Baseball. How did they ever get through the regular season? Remember, we were told back in August they'll never make it. Never have a shot. Won't do it. Look at the Marlins. They'll never make it. Look at the Cardinals. They'll never make it. Uh, It's September 28th. Not only did they make it, in some ways they made it with relative ease. Once they got through the initial hiccups with the Marlins... And some with the Cardinals, they made it to the end. And by the way, in the National League Central, four out of the five teams, 80% made the playoffs. Let's see, who in the National League Central didn't make the playoffs? Oh, that would be the Pirates. So 20% of the teams in the National League Central didn't make it, in part because the team that didn't make it didn't even have 20 wins. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. And great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And we are in, uh, we are being brought to you today by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Those are some of the basic insurance needs that so many of you have. They'll get you the right insurance so you're covered. They'll do everything they can to find you the best price, and they may even be able to bundle for you. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Great to have you with us on this Monday. Uh, Matt's been a non-participant today because he's just been too angry for the audience (laughs) after yesterday's non-loss by the Eagles. Whatever that was yesterday. It's a non-loss. Didn't lose. You didn't lose. I told you they wouldn't lose to him. <laughs> you know what? That's what my wife said to me today. She's like, they didn't lose, so you should be happier. I'm like, no, they didn't win. <laughs> Tries to talk you off the ledge, and all you give her is garbage. 
it, your bitterness is now getting in the way of interpersonal relationships. That's all right. She knew what she was getting herself into. No, I talked to her. She is in. Her Steelers are three, you know. It's whatever. Their quarterback's pretty good. And you know what was also very good? Their linebackers. Watching that game yesterday, since they were ahead of the Eagles, I was. It was nice to see linebackers make plays on the ball in pass coverage. That pass breakup by Devin Bush in the end zone yesterday in the first half, I was like, ah, oh, that's what linebacker play looks like. Instead of watching Nate Gary get turned around every which way every time somebody makes a sudden move. Uh, Indiana will be the opening game for Penn State. Uh, they have lost one of their top players for the season, unfortunately. Marcelino Ball, who is just a heck of a player. He can play safety. He can play outside linebacker. You have to keep track of number nine on every single snap. Where is he? And unfortunately, the fifth-year senior has torn his ACL and he's out for the year. Ugh, I hate this. I, you know, he's like, oh, I'm like, I hate to see that. Hate it. Ugh. he's a good player. You know, obviously, I've watched him now with the last three years out there. He is really good. And you watch tape of him too. He's really good. So that's a tough one for Indiana, losing Marcelino Ball. He was their best defender, without question. The um, One other quick note, Carolina beat the Chargers yesterday. You're like, okay, that's right, that's nice, Carolina won. That's the first win for Matt Rule as the head coach at Carolina. And, of course, as you know, Matt Rule is a graduate of State College Area High School and, of course, from Penn State. So we wanted to take that story and localize it. Now, of course, Brett Veach, who's the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs out of Mount Carmel, his team as the Baltimore Ravens tonight. The game's in, Is that game in Kansas City tonight? No, it's in Baltimore tonight. Ooh, no fans. No fans. That's right. Wow. I guess the Steelers are asking for fans. Yeah, they're going to be with the uh, State Department of Health later this week, according to KDKA. I don't think it's really going to do much. I, I just don't see it happening, but we'll see. Well, maybe they can have Rachel Levine throw out the ceremonial first football. <laughs> yeah, that'll swing it. Yeah, I'm just trying to make this work. Oh, I will say this, though. If the state somehow gives the go to the Steelers to host fans then they have to give the same to the Eagles. Because if you look at this this virus scenario in both Pittsburgh and Philly, it's pretty close. It's been maybe a little bit worse in Philly. But both both uh, cities have had their issues no, with no. this here and there. Oh, hold on a second here. All right. Which fans booed Santa Claus? <laughs> this again. Well, you did it. Not my generation. It set the tone. Yeah, we've gotten past that. No. It's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just... No. It's something that will hang on you forever. I mean, that that's the jolly old elf. That's the big guy. 
That's down the chimney. That's giving kids presents. Philadelphia boos him. Pittsburgh embraces him. No response. That's the deciding factor, huh? If I'm Harrisburg or you have Pittsburgh, like your fans treat Santa Claus nice. You're in. <laughs> what about Philly? No, they boo Santa Claus. Out. Did you see the end of the, the Panthers-Chargers game, by the way? Yes, I did. Chargers were that close to coming back because they missed they messed up the hook and lateral at the last minute. Yeah, and that play was going to work. And it, you know what? The odd thing is that's exactly the play I thought they were going to run. But, you know, that's the odd thing about it. That is the play I thought they were going to run. Good work by you. I've done a couple of games. <laughs> that's okay, true. Okay, so, so you try to think along with, you know, when you've gone to enough practices in your lifetime, you've done enough games, you can kind of think along, like, you know, what might work here? I mean, I thought that that might work. In other words, you're, they're thinking you're going to go to the end zone. So if you throw it underneath, don't just simply throw it to somebody. Throw it with a purpose as to something misdirection. Uh, so they, it turned out, oh, what a shocking play. I'm sitting there like, oh, I want to shock. That's the play I thought they'd run. Every once in a while, you get one right. So yeah, that's I did. I thought they'd run that. Now, DJ Metcalf caught the game winner in the Seattle game. I give him a lot of credit because obviously he made one of the worst plays of the weekend when he caught the ball. Fine play, great throw by Russell Wilson. He's in, and he kind of hangs the ball out there like a loaf of bread to glide home, and and Diggs knocked it away from behind. And then, of course, I heard the world-famous, well, that's a teaching moment. I'm sick of teaching moments. After all these years, you don't know that you got to take the ball all the way through? How many people have you seen get near the goal line at the one-yard line, drop the ball? Just like, you know, because they think they're over. And that's a 10-yard end zone. You could, uh, There's a lot of area to celebrate in there. You've seen the Leon Lett play. You've seen other people have it knocked away from behind. You've seen people showboat at the one-yard line and drop it. Like, you're not in the end zone yet. It's a teaching moment. I got tapes of teaching moments. Just do it. Teaching moment. You've got to be kidding me. Teaching moment happens when it's never happened before. Let's let's take, for example, the... uh, Onside kick by the Cowboys. That kind of I've never seen that kind of onside kick before. Never have. Well, the teaching moment is how do you play that? Especially if you're some other group. Because I've never seen one like that. Usually it's the two bounce job. You notice how Green Bay played it last night when Will Lutz did it. Let's try the same thing. It rolled eight and a half yards and then spun out of bounds. But Green Bay was around it, ready to pounce on it, and then judged it right and it went out of bounds. Atlanta totally misjudged it. So as Joe Lorg, I mentioned to him on the show, uh, you know, what kind of teaching moment is this? He goes, you better believe we're showing it to them. 
Now, that's a teaching moment. Hanging the ball out and then having it slapped from behind has happened several times in the last 10 years. Those are the teaching moments. To the credit of Metcalf, he did not let it get to him. He caught the game winner. I give him a lot of credit for that. Stuck, he stayed in the game. He stayed in the game mentally. And he made some plays. That was a bad one, but his team won, and his team won in part because he did what it was needed when they needed it. Teaching moment. Second teaching moments. How about we just apply, like, common sense here? There's the goal line. I run hard until I get to the goal line. And then I go five yards past the goal line. Then I stop running hard. Then I celebrate. Let's try that and see how it works. Uh, one of the plays in the Dallas-Seattle game, and I thought this right away. Offensive tackle Tristan Hill executed what's known as a gator roll tackle. He brought down Chris Carson from behind, and with both players on the ground, continued to hold on to the running back's left leg while rolling over it. He was not penalized. I saw the play live, and I thought, that looks are you now at this point I didn't know Carson was hurt. I said, Man, you could really hurt somebody tackling somebody like that. And it turned out Carson was hurt. But you could see live that it was wrong. KJ Wright objected to the tackle. He's called for the NFL to punish him beyond a fine. I mean, I seriously, I thought they were going to throw him out of the game. I couldn't believe, like, like there was, the, not, I don't even think there was a penalty on that play. The officiating has been very ragged in the NFL so far. Ragged. You're wondering who needed the preseason more, the players or the officials? Definitely the officials by a long shot. I'll tell you what, too. These challenges, and I'm always for replay, get the call right, but this is taking way, way, way too long. In the Eagles' overtime game, in the overtime in the Eagles game yesterday, where they're marking the uh, fourth down spot and right before the Eagles botched the field goal, that took had, had to get at least 10 minutes for them to determine the spot, and it wasn't even close. Miles Sanders had the first down. I don't get it. Well, it's a, what game was it I'm watching? Um, it was Cincinnati and Cleveland. It was a Thursday night game. First drive of the game, Joe Burrow throws to Green. And it's obvious, you watch the replay, boom, Green's out of bounds. This should take seconds. So after showing it three or four times, so we're like 45 seconds into this ordeal, the official announces, we're going to take a look at it to see if it was a completed pass. What? Just buzz down. Tell them it's incomplete. It's third down and ten. Just get it over with. It's the only game being played that night. It's not like there's a lot of traffic in New York for anything. Tampa Bay, Dallas tonight, game six, Stanley Cup final. NBA finals are set. The Miami Heat 
and the L.A. Lakers. Tenth final for LeBron. ESPN will be doing a 10-hour special on it. Back with more in a moment here on ESPN Radio. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. As we continue in the green phase per the governor's order, most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the insurance department. Our office remains available to service our current and new clients by phone, by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated dedicated to the highest levels of service to protect what matters most. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, Baseball players have their own uh, walk-up music. This is the Suits Walk Into the Building music. It's really great. What? I thought it was the uh, disco music that we have. Oh, there's a wide variety. It's whatever, whatever he feels. <laughs> yeah, whatever mood he's in. Right? Um, for the months out, it'll be Thriller with Michael Jackson. He starts working his way down the carpet. And the rest of you... Um, either return to work or find a restroom, whatever, either way. Uh, Memphis and Houston are going to play December 5th, rescheduled game by the American. Oh, he sent me a text. Walk this way. Well, I knew it wouldn't be running. (laughs) I hate that guy! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, do we put him down as having a book? I mean, he's a listener. No? Hmm. <laughs> it's a good question. He probably would. Oh, I know he would. Oh, I'm listening to the stream. It's even better. <laughs> That's our guy getting it done. So tonight, Ravens and Chiefs. Now, did we all pick the same? No, I'm the only one with Kansas City. You guys, you and the King have Baltimore. I haven't liked how Kansas City's looked. Um, they didn't look great against the Chargers. Slow start they're... against Houston, but then they really picked it up after that. I, I don't know. I, I just, I just really like Patrick Mahomes. And, and oh no! If, you, if you're going to tell if you're going to tell me, hey, what about Mahomes? I mean, like virtually anybody, he is worth the price of admission. I love watching him play quarterback. I mean, I really enjoy the game watching him play quarterback. So it's nothing to do with him. I just don't like overall how they're playing. And Baltimore's at home. They're playing pretty well. Although, but here's one for you. This is. Let's take last night's Seattle-Green Bay game. We all know that one of the masters of the hard count is Aaron Rodgers. But that only works 
Oh, Suit made a prediction on tonight's game. Who does he like? Uh, he likes the the Arizona Cardinals. It's I don't I just don't I don't get it. It's like it, it's it's like the person that goes out and says, "Hey, um, I made a couple of pies. I made apple and blueberry," and he says he wants lemon meringue. I just don't I don't know where where we're going with this. Um. Where was I going? I don't even know where I was going. I was going somewhere. Um, oh, with Aaron Rodgers and the hard count. Yeah, the hard count. Well, there are no fans. I think that's the Superdome. They had 1,000 fans last night, something like it, that. It was One, 750. Two. Right, that was it. Well, he's on the road. He could never get away with that in the Superdome. You'd be using silent counts. Silent counts, hand gestures to get snaps. But because there was virtually nobody in the stands, he goes on the road and he can act like it's Lambeau Field and he can hard count a couple times and get New Orleans to move. He could never do that in a normal Saints home game. Could never do that. There's no issue for any... In fact, right now, let's take the Big Ten. The Big Ten is saying no tickets sold for their games. That's what they're saying right now. There's no need to do a noise drill. I mean, during the course of the week, James pumps a lot of noise in when Penn State's going to play a road game. They even pump noise in for home games. And part of the reason is they pump in noise for home games is that the defense has to be out there with all that noise, so they have to communicate too. Well, if there's nobody, in tech, if there's really going to be nobody or virtually nobody in the stands, you don't need to do that. And then you take a guy like Rodgers. Rodgers can take his Lambeau Field act as to how he does things, and he can take it on the road. And in a couple of critical junctures last night, uh, he got a hard count and a first down, and one ended up being a combination of first down, oh, decline because of pass interference in the end zone. And he threw it into the end zone because he had a free play on the offside. By the way, who is your home run champion in the American League? That would be DJ LeMahieu. Or no, uh, uh, he's the batting champ. Luke Voigt is the home run king. Who began his professional career at? State College. Medler Field at Lebrano Park State College. He was a catcher when he was here. And he played some first base, too. Terrific guy. I am so happy for him. You know, when the Indians sweep them, you know, we can talk about it later. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. The Yankees have a tough sledding in these playoffs in this bracket. They have Cleveland, and then if they were to win, you either get Tampa or Toronto. Today's show's been brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Great to have you with us on this Monday.